Yonder by Larry E. Ninus. Chapter 1. Deja Vu. Bark? An older man who might reasonably call a tall drink of water paused by the table. Pardon me? James surveyed the tall being pole of a man who had asked the question. The face was familiar, like seeing someone through a fog. The old man smelled of hickory smoke and barbecue sauce. His apron emblazoned with a garish hogshead was splattered and stained with smoky handprints. Embarrassed he had said it so loud, James meekly answered, I was commenting on how much smoke-charred skin is in my chopped pork. Would you like me to take it back and bring you another plate, sir? The older man offered James with a smile and raised eyebrows. No thanks, James returned the smile. Bark's a sign of slow-smoked and well-seasoned pork. The older man wiped his hands on his aprons and studied Jim Bob. He shook his head in resignation, deciding to take a gamble. Jim Bob, that's you. James's wife and four children, who had been motionless and silent up to this point, now stared blankly at the family patriarch. The fog cleared and memories of being in the back of a yonder chef cart flashed in his mind. James gulped to clear the lump in his throat. I haven't been called that in a coon's age. Let's start over again. The older man reduced his voice to almost a whisper and cleared his throat. My name is Theodore Ulysses Bryant, and I'm the owner of this here fine establishment. My friends call me Tubbs. He finished this last sentence with a grin and then a broad toothy smile. James was shell-shocked. His lower jaw dropped and his eyes widened as if seeing a ghost. You can't be Tubbs. He weighed over 300 pounds. A wave of sadness passed over Tubbs' face before he replied in an almost whisper. Cancer, heart disease, and chemo take a toll on the body. He then turned and walked awkwardly to the double doors of the restaurant kitchen and disappeared into a clatter of pots, pans, and hickory smoke. Jen's Bob's family continued eating in silence. Everyone exchanged awkward glances between bites of smoked pork and sips of sweet tea. With their meal complete, they headed to the register to check out. The cashier, whose tang name tag read Apple, handed Jim Bob his receipt and a smudged and smoky business card. You need this. At least, Tubbs said you might. Apple nodded toward the business card. The silence for the ride home only lasted for a few minutes, although the family would tell you the silence hung like a storm cloud in the air for an eternity. The Owens family had only lived here for three months and had spent most of their time moving into their new home and settling into life after the Navy. This had been their first venture into yonder as a family, and it had been an experience. Okay, Dad, what in the wide world of sports was that all about? Eight-year-old Freddie raised his hands in the air with palms up. That is a long story for another time. Jim Bob still felt the pang of those memories of his childhood. Camilla, the free spirit of the Owens family, always ready with snappy repartee, calmly mused, There is no time like the present, Father dear. Lily, dear, give your father a break. Mary Alice had turned to face the family with raised eyebrows, barely visible in the fading evening light. I grew up in the country around yonder. Jim Bob's shoulders slumped at the thought of mentally reliving those days. I spent little time in the town proper. We moved around a lot because your granny and papa made a living buying and renovating and then reselling homes. They were very good at spotting a deal and turning it into a profit, Mary Alice spoke with pride about her in-laws. They were good at estimating what it would take to renovate a house and turn it around quickly. Nowadays, they call it flipping a house. Granny and Papa were flipping before it was the end thing to do. She said end thing with imaginary quotation marks from her fingers. 
Granny and Pawpaw were hipsters, Freddy said with pride. Mom, would you ask Freddy to stop asking questions and let Dad finish the story? Melissa's impatience was obvious in her voice. Curiosity is a sign of intelligence, Freddy launched one last phrase of defiance before falling silent. Jim Bob decided the family needed an explanation, if no other reason than to cease the carpet bomb of questions he was having to endure. He spotted what might be an oasis a short distance down the road and turned on his blinker. The Santa Fe's ice cream parlor, called the Santa Flush by locals, was an old haunt for Jim Bob. The Santa Flush now had a concrete apron out front with umbrella-covered picnic tables. His mouth began to water thinking of the foot-long hot dogs available at the Santa Flush, despite his gut full of barbecue. Swallowing hard, Jim Bob polled the crew. Anybody for ice cream? There was a sudden deafening silence in the Owens family vehicle, followed by a chorus of yeses and the lyrics, You scream ice cream, we all scream for ice cream. The tension in the van seemed to melt away with the crunch of gravel as they crossed the parking lot to stop on the concrete apron out front under the lights. Mary Alice and the Owens children piled through the door of the Santa Flush, followed by Jim Bob. As soon as he cleared the door, a loud squeal pierced the air. A buxom blonde tore around the corner of the counter, crossed the room as quick as a March hare, and enveloped Jim Bob in a bear hug. She forcefully kissed him on each cheek. Where y'all been all these years, honey? She gave him a bear hug and toothy smile and then surveyed the family expectantly. Again, the deafening silence as the Owens family turned to face Jim Bob with arms crossed, eyebrows raised, and inquiring expressions on their faces. Bunny? Jim Bob's mouth suddenly dries a bone. Meet my family. Each of the Owens children introduced themselves to Bunny and returned to their mother's side. I'm Mary Alice, Jim Bob's wife. Mary Alice took a mama bear tone as she locked eyes with Bunny. Regaining his composure, Jim Bob blurted out, Bunny, I mean Beatrice, uh, and I graduated from the same high school. Oh, Jim Bob, you know we was two bugs in a rug, Bunny answered with a sly grin. Uh, we'd like some ice cream, Bunny, if you don't mind. Jim Bob was a little gruff in response, but looked at the ground shyly and shuffled his feet nervously. The storm continues. Orders were taken with little talk, and then the family retreated to the picnic tables outside to enjoy the cool late spring evening. Honey, you don't owe me any explanations. All of this is before we were a family, Mary Alice quietly offered between licks of her ice cream cone. She followed this with a glare at Frederick, daring him to say something. This is like an episode out of the Twilight Zone, Lilia sounded exasperated. Mom, do we need to check the basement for pods? She asked, referring to the pods in the invasion of the body snatchers. Having inhaled his single scoop cone, Jim Bob began his tale. I'll come clean so you know I'm not hiding anything. Before he could really start, Bunny appeared with a broad smile and a chuckle. I can't stand it any longer. I wasn't truthful with y'all. I just wanted to see the reaction on Jim Bob's face. I got my money's worth. We were good friends in high school like brother and sister. We never dated and never even thought about dating. After graduation, Jim Bob joined the Navy and moved away, and we just never maintained any kind of contact. Can we start over? Bunny directed her question at Mary Alice, pleading for forgiveness. Mary Alice stood up with a grin from ear to ear, extended her hand, and introduced herself to Bunny again. Why do they call you Bunny, if you don't mind my asking? Well, I used to be a vegan, Bunny replied, so I ate a lot of salads like a rabbit. Y'all enjoy your ice cream and we can catch up later, Jim Bob. We will have you over for dinner, Bunny, and we can get more acquainted. Are you married? Mary Alice inquired. 
I'm a widower. My husband died a few years back and left me this ice cream parlor, Bunny answered. I would love to come to dinner with you and Jim Bob. Bunny wrote down her phone number and handed it to Mary Alice. Call me and let's get together, Mary Alice. We have a lot to talk about. Bunny finished with raised eyebrows and a giggle before returning to the register. As if coming out of a daydream, Jim Bob asked, Now, where were we? You were about to come clean, Dad, before Miss... Dad, what is her last name? Missy asked, whispering the question. I don't know, Jim Bob thought for a second and came up empty. Just call her Miss B and I'm sure she won't mind. Frederick, unwilling to let go of the earlier encounter with Tubbs, chimed in. Doubtless how you know the guy from the barbecue place, Pops. I was born in Yonder and lived here until my parents bought a farm in the country outside Yonder, Jim Bob began. We had about 10 acres of woods and a large Victorian house that your papa was remodeling. Every weekend I woke up to chores associated with the remodeling. Although at the time I hated having to help Papa on weekends, through that experience I learned a lot about carpentry, plumbing, electrical work, and being a handyman. I think the most important thing I learned through that experience was when to admit something when something was beyond my capability and when to ask for help. Some weekends I'd be invited by friends around the county or in yonder to spend the night, and Granny and Papa would grant me a reprieve from weekend labor. We'd wander around town over the weekend, exploring day and night. On a few of our night excursions, a local sheriff picked us up along the road and dropped us back at my friend's house. Tubbs rescued us enough to learn our faces and names. He also learned the places we frequented and got into trouble. So he would shadow us, or a deputy would, to keep us safe. Tubbs and your papa were lodge brothers and close friends. I'm not sure how safe we were riding in, in the care of a chain-smoking, obese, alcoholic sheriff. He always made us ride in the back of the car like criminals and chewed our ears every minute we were in the car. We grew to hate seeing that sheriff's car or his face, even though he saved our bacon plenty of times. Lily squealed with glee. That sounds ever so exciting, Dad. Tell us about one of your adventures. Maybe another time. Jim Bob reflected on the night's revelations, feeling the weight of Tubbs' business card burning a hole in his pocket.